goes back to a little bit what we were talking about last week. Know your enemy. Right. Okay. And the importance of just kind of knowing his backstory is really helpful for the context of what we're going to get into today here in just a moment. And and that that thing we're going to get into now is now knowing who he is. Let's go down the rabbit hole a little bit and start mm. to peel back how he operates. Yeah. Well, welcome to The Intentional Dad, the podcast for men and their families on a journey to embrace and fulfill the promise of fatherhood. Uh, this is Eric Manley, back with you today, continuing our discussion uh, with um, with Pete Emhoff. Um, and we have been asking the question, what story are you living? And we've done several podcasts now, and um, we've kind of gotten to a point where we're going to do some rapid fire here. Love that. <laughs> our, uh, our first several podcasts have been a little bit longer because we just, you know, Pete, we've been talking about this. We, we, we had a stage to set, right? Mm-hmm. We needed to kind of put some ideas in place to, to get to where we are now. Mm-hmm. And just maybe before talking a little bit more about what we're going to do today, let's just recap real quick that we started with that question, what story are you living? And the first invitation in that first podcast was to awaken to the reality of what I call shadow story and um, see that in contrast to the invitation that God has for us to live out of the true story. And that true story, um, we understand that as living out of the truth that you're loved, you belong, you have nothing to prove, Mm. right? And so we started with that, with just that simple invitation of what would it be like to to live out of that truth? What would it be like for our uh, experiences day to day to be flowing from a knowing, a settled knowing that you're loved, you belong, and you have nothing to prove? And that's kind of where we began and then we went, uh, we went from there to start talking about the context of that invitation, which is mm. something that we really need to be awakened to. Because uh, in talking about that context, we started kind of poking a little bit mm-hmm. at something that I think most people don't perceive as the actual context. And that is that we live in a universe at war. Mm. And living in a universe at war has uh, pretty profound implications for how we understand our days and what we're up against. And if we are going to move towards God's invitation, we have to understand that there is an enemy at work trying to keep us from experiencing that reality. Mm -hmm. He is very much invested in thwarting, stealing, killing, destroying our intimacy with God that he is inviting us to experience and know. And so we have spent uh, actually a lot of time really unpacking and uh, going into that context and that reality. And so that's where our last podcast was, is we we spent a lot of time with that question of know your enemy, mm. right? So having established the context of a universe at war, well, in wartime, we have enemies, and we have we have one that's to be taken very very seriously. So uh, that's where we spent the last podcast was to uh, talk about that category, and the invitation was uh, either 
take some steps to create the category for the reality of an enemy, who he is, mm. what he's after, understanding what animates him. Or if you had one, to take the invitation to deepen it right. and understand that to go forward, this is something that needs to be taken very, very seriously. So having taken some time to hear the initial invitation, having taken some time uh, in one of the podcasts to dive deep into the shadow stories and begin to understand that, and then having taken some time to understand the context of war that we're living mm -hmm. in and the reality of an enemy. Now we're going to go further. If you're still with us, <laughs> if you have taken a red pill, mm -hmm. as, as we talked about last time, and you're ready to go further into the rabbit hole, we, uh, we kind of have in place now an understanding of who he is, right. what animates him, that he needs to be taken seriously. And now we want to start peeling back mm. how he works. Yep. And in understanding how he works, what will begin to emerge is how we push back. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So we see in scripture things like what James says in chapter four. Mm. If you go to chapter four, verse seven, he says, resist the devil and he will flee. And in our last podcast, we talked about Paul and Ephesians putting on the full armor, mm -hmm. right? There's, there is an assumption at work and you can see it throughout scripture. I just named two <laughs> right, <laughs> right off right. the top of my head. There is an assumption that we have a battle to fight, mm -hmm. that, that we are fighting Okay. Warfare is the context. Right. All right. So this whole idea of resisting the devil, that's why we did the work to just kind of understand, first of all, come to the place where you see that you have an enemy. <laughs> Second of all, if we're going to execute warfare, we're going to, we're going to tap into some wisdom about knowing your enemy, how important that is. Mm -hmm. Right. And now having done that work, what does it look like to start resisting? Mm. Okay. And so resistance begins to emerge as we understand what the enemy's playbook is, mm -hmm. right? So that's what we want to talk about today. I think, I think the one thing that comes, or a couple of things come to mind. Um, one, it's just this idea of situational awareness keeps yeah. popping into my head. Basically what you're saying, but it puts a, it puts a name to it, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, whether, mm -hmm. you know, whether it's a job or, a battlefield or a marriage or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. I mean, we, we need to know the, the context in which we're living, working, fighting, you know, those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. So that just that situational awareness is a good, um, it's a good thing to hold on to, uh, it, you know, day in and day out as far as like, what, you know, look, what's my role in this? How, how do I understand the battle that we're in? And, you know, Situational awareness takes effort. It takes mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, it takes study. It yeah. takes faith. It, you know, all of those things. It's right. like, you know, so many of these things, you know, I think even the way sometimes they're written in the Bible um, have the appearance that it's a, it's, it's something you do once mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. you're good. And yeah. the reality is, is, no, no, that's not true. It's something we do once many times a day. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's, it's yeah. an ongoing uh, what is that uh, C.S. Lewis quote? You know, every square inch of the universe, yeah. every I've, second of every day, mm. God claims and Satan counterclaims. Yeah. So just, I mean, try to wrap your head around that, mm -hmm. right? Every second of every day, everywhere throughout the universe, there is a battle going on in between the two kingdoms. Correct. Yeah. And so here we find ourselves, you know, uh, 
either believing that the that battle goes on or not. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's a big part of the question. Mm-hmm. Um, but once we do, you know, living living as if. Yeah. Uh, one you know one of our favorite authors is John Eldridge, and he yeah. he, he talks about you know li- living as if our lives are at stake. Yeah. There's something. Yeah. There's something serious going on here. Yeah. And, and, you know, part of it is we know it, we feel it, we live it. You know, most people turn to some other lovers or addictions because of it, but we don't yeah. do anything about it. Right? Yeah. Because I think part of it is that's the second part that I wanted to say is I think there's a, a lie that threads its way through the current Christian culture that says we don't need to fight that battle. Mm-hmm. Jesus fought that or Jesus fights right. that for us. Right. I've heard people say in some contexts, you know, well, y- yes, you know, the, uh, the enemy is like a lion that, you know, that is roaring and wanting to devour us, but mm-hmm. he's sort of a toothless, clawless lion, right? <laughs> I mean, I mean, his power has been taken away. Yeah. And yet when you read James, it's, it's not a suggestion. It's a command. Right. No, right. you as a beloved son yeah. or daughter of Jesus, of, of the father of the yeah. kingdom, yeah. you as a beloved son or daughter, uh, you need to resist. Right. Stand firm in your right. faith. Right. There's your foundation. Yeah. Then you need to resist. resist. It's up to me and you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and the followers of Christ and, you know, several other examples in the scriptures where it, no, it's, it's not passive. It's right. not you know, we sit on the sidelines and spectate. Well, Jesus battles it out for us. Yeah. No, it is a it is a war, and the enemy is after us. Right. Individually. Right. My heart, my life. You know, my devotion, my intimacy with God. Yeah. So those, those are just a couple of thoughts that I. Yeah, have. and as you know, as you're saying that, Pete, and just the, you know, another thought to add to the context of what you're saying, mm. right? And that context question is so important. Um, you know, the reality is we're in a universe at war mm. and at the heart of that conflict, what the prize is, mm. is you and me, mm. our, yeah. our hearts, yep. you know, the human heart, everybody yep. you've ever cared about is the bullseye. Yeah. Right. And that's what the claims and counterclaims ultimately are about. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so it, that that is the true context and kind of coming to a place where we receive that mm-hmm. and begin to reorient our per, daily perspective right. around that is right. essential, yes. right? Because that is a very different thing. D-Day is a very different thing than going to take a test. Yeah, right. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I use that analogy because I think that, that for many who, who um, you know, kind of have a long history of following Christ, you know, kind of speaking to some of the, mm-hmm. some of the ways that things unfold in people's church experience, mm-hmm. um, it, it feels to me like ultimately the context that people kind of perceive, right? Mm-hmm. That, that my life with Jesus is ultimately about someday, one day being able to pass a test. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and if that's the case, you're going to live your life accordingly and it's mm-hmm. going to look a certain way, mm-hmm. right? But that is a very, very different thing <laughs> than, like I said, D-Day. Picture D-Day, yeah. right? And and the, the full-on war that right. is unfolding over your heart and mine. Mm-hmm. If we can come to a place where we see that as the context, right. 
that changes everything. Yeah. And so that's what a lot of the work is that we've been doing with these mm-hmm. podcasts, right? Mm-hmm. Is is to, you know, start with with the invitation, the big invitation, sure. the hope, what it is that that God's heart is toward us, what he's calling mm-hmm. us home to. Eden. Eden. Yeah. It's our it's our heart's desire for that design of oneness with God and harmony exactly. with each other. And and that invitation of belovedness is an invitation home. And so we have to start there, okay? But then we have to start to look at the ugly, yeah. you know, and, and what it is that we've actually been living mm-hmm. that um, leaves us all wanting and longing. And you and I, Pete, we both spent some time talking mm-hmm. about what it's like to live a shadow story and right. how painful it is, how exhausting it is, mm-hmm. how lonely it is, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, to, to kind of see that contrast and then come into the context mm-hmm. of what part of the story, the grand story that we're right. living in right now and what's at work. Right. So that that's the work we've done. And, and like I said, if you're still with us at this point, <laughs> we, hope you are. we hope you are. And if you're listening, you are. You've, you've taken the red pill. You say, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I'm ready. Let's go down the rabbit hole. Okay. Now we start to go down the rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. We have a shared understanding of what it is we're invited toward, what it is our hearts are alive to, the desires for that freedom and that life and the context mm-hmm. in which that invitation is given. We have an enemy that is heavily, heavily invested in stealing, killing, destroying. Primarily, what he most wants to undermine is that birthright of intimacy mm-hmm. with God. And the fallout of robbing us of that has impact in our relationships. Mm-hmm. And so another casualty is harmony with each other, mm-hmm. right? Ooh. So if we're going to move toward restoration of that, realization of that, we have to fight. We have to prepare for a fight. And we have to understand that this is not a slap fight. This is not a pillow fight. (laughs) This is full on Mm -hmm. warfare. Yeah. Okay. With that in place, the rest of our discussion today, we are just going to dive into scripture And we're going to look at something that for me years ago, I just, you know, just a little background of my experience Mm -hmm. with this, right? As as God kind of took me on my journey into these things and these Mm -hmm. kinds of understandings starting to grow, there was was a time that my heart was just ready for what I came across having read Genesis a Mm -hmm. few times, Mm -hmm. right? I wasn't new to the story that we're about to share. Right. But on this particular day, I read it and it just my heart was ready for an epiphany Mm. that I have Mm. found to be utterly essential for understanding what it looked like to move forward in this reality. Mm. And it goes back to a little bit we were talking about last week of know your enemy. Right. Okay. And the importance of just kind of knowing his backstory is really helpful for the context of what we're going to get into today here Mm -hmm. in just a moment. And, and that, that thing we're going to get into now is now knowing who he is. Let's go down the rabbit hole a little bit and start Mm. to peel back how he operates. Yeah. And there's, there's some things that I I hope you feel dear listener Mm -hmm. (laughs) as, as we dive into this, as we pull back, some things that maybe some perceptions, some um, 
you know, hesitations about, oh my gosh, this is just a, this is just a really big new concept and I have to battle this enemy that I can't see and I have to resist this enemy I'm only beginning to understand. I have some good news for you that while our enemy is certainly a sophisticated schemer, while he is most certainly uh, one to be taken very seriously, while he is deadly. All of those things are true. If you, as you follow along here, the epiphany that is my heart to share with you is a really profound aha of just how simple his playbook actually is. Yeah. And in seeing that, you start to see how he works and what he's after with how he's operating. Mm. And what begins to emerge is some clarity on how we resist, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? And so we're just going to take short bites over these next several podcasts, right? right? And so this one, Pete, this is very simple. We're, we're going to go back to that story, Genesis chapter 3. Mm. And we're going to do, you know, old, old military language, right? I'm, I'm in another very uh, long life ago. <laughs> I, was, I, don't, uh, I don't have to stand at attention. No, you don't. <laughs> yeah, but a, a, a lifetime ago, mm -hmm. uh, I, I was in the military and we would do exercises for training. Mm -hmm. And always after every training exercise, we would do what's called an after action review. Mm. Right. Where we would look back and evaluate what are the things that went well? What are the things that didn't go well? What did you learn? What did you see? Mm -hmm. What are some mm -hmm. things you noticed about the enemy? Mm -hmm. Right. That can help us be more prepared for the next mm -hmm. fight. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. And it was kind of the thinking that ultimately began to emerge on this mm -hmm. day that, you know, mm -hmm. this epiphany that yeah. I was that I was sharing with you is, is kind of an after action review mm -hmm. of what happened. And, and we'll, we'll unpack this. So let's just get into scripture here. So I'm going to read from Genesis chapter 3, and I'm, I'm going to get us started. And this is where we see the serpent. And again, we mentioned a little bit last week that for many, the, the assumption is that the story of our enemy begins here. It's kind of what we unpacked last week. It, yeah. It's not. He has a whole backstory, right? So by this point, we already know he's tried open rebellion. It's failed miserably. Mm -hmm. His punishment in defeat is banishment to earth, to Eden. Mm -hmm. Here he is mm -hmm. in Eden. Again, don't know why. <laughs> There's a lot of theological ink spilled on yeah. God and evil and, mm -hmm. you know, the, the enemy and all of that stuff. Don't know why God banished him there, but he did. Mm -hmm. And for our purposes, that's all we need to know. Yep. There he is. By right? faith. By, By faith. faith. <laughs> yep. Yep. And so having all of that in place, now we kind of pick up where he left off, which mm -hmm. was he licked his wounds, looked for a different angle for executing mm -hmm. his warfare. And it presented itself mm -hmm. in the human. So where open rebellion against God failed, going after the thing God loved the most proved to be very, very fruitful for his warfare. Yeah. And so this is kind of where we see that new angle of warfare unfolding. And it starts like this. It says, the serpent was clever, more clever than any wild animal God had made. He spoke to the woman. Do I understand that God told you not to eat from any tree in the garden? Okay. There's a question. You can kind of feel the slithering and mm -hmm. the setup, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the story continues. 
Of course, we may eat from it, the woman told him. It's only the fruit from the tree in the center of the garden that we are not allowed to eat. God says that we must not eat it or even touch it or we will die. Okay. Pretty good start. Yeah. Way to go, Eve. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah. You're holding your own. Yeah, yeah, holding your own. A little pushback, right? Mm. So, you know, she was uh she was she was off to a good mm. start. She 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 kind of picked up on yep. what he was suggesting and she said, No, you're wrong. Mm-hmm. Period. Right. And you know, the story would have been great if she would have just walked away at that right. point, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Another question is here, where's Adam in all this? Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, we're gonna find out, right? Yeah. You know, or another, you know, another great uh great outcome of this story would have been Adam mm. grabbing a shovel and yeah. you know, you Just know, killing the killing, killing the thing. But neither mm. of those things happen. All right. But yeah. so far, okay, two paragraphs in, all right. It's, it's this is this is not bad, not mm-hmm. a bad start. Mm-hmm. Okay. But what we find out is kind of that beginning uh, verse right there where it says the serpent was clever, more clever mm-hmm. than any wild animal God had made. So the cleverness starts to emerge and it, it's pretty apparent that um, in asking that question, he was setting her up. Mm-hmm. It was a oh, setup, yeah. right? And so he said uh, to the woman, you won't die. God knows that the moment you eat from that tree, you'll see what's really going on. You'll be just like God, knowing everything ranging all the way from good to evil. Okay, that's where we're going to camp. <laughs> we're going to come back to that. But let's go ahead. There's a little bit more um, a little bit more to, to read, just to kind of have the full context of the story here. So Yeah, so I, I love this. In verse 6, it says, The woman was convinced that fruit looks so fresh and delicious and it would make her so wise. So she ate some of the fruit. She also gave some to her husband who Hmm. was with her. Then he ate it too. And at that moment, their eyes were open and they suddenly felt shame at their nakedness. Hmm. Wow. So just a couple of things to observe, right? So they're in Eden. One of the things to take away from these early chapters is an appreciation for the original design, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Because, you know, we're talking about context. That's important context to understand, too, mm-hmm. that this invitation we're talking about to live out of the true story and to be freed from the shadow stories right. that we live. Right. Is yes, the context is universe at war, okay? But the larger context, the larger story is God's restoration project, right? Mm-hmm. He is working to bring things back to their original design, Eden, all right? But Eden isn't just a place, mm-hmm. it's a design. And that design is oneness with God, harmony with each mm-hmm. other, right? Mm-hmm. And so much of the beauty that we drink in in these first couple chapters of Genesis is just that 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 thing you feel in your heart when you read that. It's like, oh, that is so refreshing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is that is the echo of Eden in your heart saying that's home, right? And it's not just about the place. It's about those two things mm-hmm. uninterrupted, oneness right. with God, harmony with each other, right? Mm-hmm. And part of what's so heartbreaking about reading this story mm-hmm. is the fallout that happens immediately. Immediately, yeah. Right? That harmony that Adam and Eve knew with one another is destroyed 
mm-hmm. instantly. Mm-hmm. And it's just so heartbreaking. So it is heartbreaking and it's hopeful, right? Because mm-hmm. if we understand this larger story, this bigger context, mm-hmm. and we understand that what, you know, what Jesus did was turn the tide mm-hmm. that set us on a course for one day, that restoration being complete, right? right? That also is context we need to carry forward yeah. here, right? Yeah. But here we are now. We're we're in the we're in the not yet, mm-hmm. <laughs> but there are some things to experience now, yeah. right? So that that restoration and the hope of that, there's things for us to experience in this life mm-hmm. today, right mm-hmm. now. And so that's kind of why we camp on the the heartbreaking side of this because if we sure. can do an after action review, if we can take a look at how the serpent worked here. Uh, I think you'll discover with me is like, oh my gosh, he hasn't stopped. No, it, it is the exact same thing. Exactly. It doesn't it doesn't look the same, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the way he weaves things together for you is a little different for me, right? But the effect, the the ultimate underlying playbook is mm-hmm. exactly the same. Yeah, it's interesting you say that because as as we were reading the scriptures and the part that you read where, um, you know, she did. For a moment, yeah. Ho- however long that moment was, right. she she was holding her own, right? Right. I mean, she knew. Yeah. No, no. God told us not to eat the right. fruit from the tree, and and I was thinking about um, one thought was, oh man, how could she have been deceived like that? You know, I mean, they they had everything going for them. I mean, they had this intimacy with God. They were in the garden. They were naked and unashamed. I mean, it was mm-hmm. just a, this beautiful un wounded, unbroken scenario. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then the serpent comes with a, with a lie and pushes back on her. And all, all of a sudden, as I was thinking about it, all of a sudden I'm like, dude, that happens to me probably every day mm-hmm, mm-hmm. at some level. Yep, right. Yep. No, I know what the truth is. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I'm, I'm not going to do that. No, that's the wrong direction to go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Somehow, somewhere, a choice is made yeah. to maybe trust the situation or trust mm-hmm. something that I have to offer versus trust the promise of God. Right. And, right. and boy, do we ever not want to have someone tell us, no, you can't do that. Right. No, you can't have that. Right. No. Yeah. So it's, it's really interesting as you opened up this time together, um, you know, how what an epiphany mm. going all the way back to the third chapter of Genesis. Right. Of right. this awareness, this awakening. Yeah. To. Yeah. The, 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 the weightiness. Yeah. Of the story. And it's not just a story of something that happened thousands of years ago. Right. You know, that's one of the beautiful things about what we're doing or what we're trying to do is to, to bring it right to the current moment. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Right, yeah. right to right now. Yeah. As, as our listeners are listening right now. Right. It's, it's this moment. Yeah. Which is the only true eternal thing. Right. right. It's in the present moment. Right, right. And and I th- that's what I love about scripture first and mm. foremost is, mm-hmm. is you know, it, it brings us the reality mm. of the story mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. versus the lies that we hear, you know, from whatever, you know, whatever source they come from. Right, um, so right. Yeah, it's it's really amazing, you know, when you think about how quick it is. The reason I brought that up, how quick it is to dismiss the fact that man, 
where was why, why didn't Eve stick up you know stick to her guns? Why didn't mm-hmm. why didn't Adam mm-hmm. you know why 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 didn't they do something about it? Right. And then if we're honest, we have to look at how we actually same same reason we don't do things about it to the right? lies of the enemy. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. There's I mean there's some things there's some things at work yeah, right. So absolutely. one is a, a lack of awareness of just how serious the threat is. Mm. Right. You know, I think that's at play. You can kind of see that unfolding here. Right. That Eve, um, it's not really said, but I get the impression reading this that there's there's a a, a naive innocence Mm. at work a little bit. Right. I mean, she does resist, you know, but then I don't know. My mental imagery is then she just kind of goes about her happy go lucky while the serpent is still right there waiting to just kind of keep pressing his assault. Well, right? did she have a context yeah. for the enemy and yeah. what he was after? Probably not. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know if God, you know, I, yeah. they do Sunday school back then and God. Uh, yeah. I don't know. You know, and then, and then I see Adam's passivity. Right. Right. Hmm. You know, that's at work. They, they certainly weren't responding as though D-Day had come to their doorstep. Mm-hmm. Right. 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 At a minimum, we can agree with that. They right. did not respond that way. Mm-hmm. Guess what? That is exactly why we spent so much time talking about the things we've talked about mm-hmm. to this point. We have to come to a place where we realize D-Day is at our doorstep yeah. every day, yep. right? And even knowing that, Pete, you know, full disclosure, do I live like that every moment of every day? Yeah. No. I kind to. of I kind of awaken to it when yeah. I'm feeling pain, sure. when I'm feeling some suffering and, it, you know, eventually kind of get my wits about me and, mm-hmm. I, and I see it again. Right. Right. You know, but that's part of my apprenticeship journey is learning mm-hmm. how to stay in that reality. Right. Right. But not, like I said, not just that, right. It's, it's not just a constant vigilance against, um, you know, a potential threat from the enemy. Mm-hmm. It's, it's both what we're resisting and at the same time, more importantly, an awareness of what we're being drawn toward, mm. right? Mm. Um, and, you know, I had a, had a discussion with some guys last night, actually, in which he asked that question. He said, yeah, I, I get that there's kind of two extremes that we want to avoid with the enemy, right? Either ignoring him, which mm-hmm. is the most common mm-hmm. one, or giving him too much credit, yeah. right? And he, he asked a really good question. And he said, how, how do you do that exactly? Mm. And his question was, really, really important because if the only thing we talk about is the enemy, mm-hmm. you're going to land on one of those two extremes, yep. Yep. right? Either it just becomes too much and it's overwhelming. Mm-hmm. You're like, I cannot get pulled into this every moment of every day. It's yeah. exhausting. Yeah. Right. Or like you're that. so locked in fear about mm-hmm. what he may or may not do that mm-hmm. your, your whole being is consumed with looking around the next mm-hmm. corner. We need the other piece of that context the, the call, the invitation into this learning to resist right. is not to build your life around um, just the resistance. Mm-hmm. It's first and foremost a drawing to that invitation to live the life of a beloved son. That whole context is extremely important. Mm-hmm. And so it's in that context that we do this after action review. How did that get stolen? And this is where I kind of want to dive in. I want to go back to verses four and five and just, I want to camp with a couple things and see if I can walk you into the experience in the epiphany that I had. So I read these words is the, the serpent replied to, to Eve's rebuttal. Hmm. Okay. 
Eve had a rebuttal. Good for her. We talked about that. Right. But he was, it it felt to me like it was pretty clearly a setup because Mm -hmm. he was, he, I think he kind of knew that she might push back a little bit. Right. And it feels to me like he was ready. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he wanted her to push back so that he could say the things that he said. You won't die. God knows that the moment you eat from that tree, you'll see what's really going on. Mm-hmm. You'll be just like God, knowing everything, ranging all the way from good to evil. Okay, so those are the words that are spoken. Right. Right. But where the epiphany really started to hit me is when I look beyond the words that were spoken and discern from that what was implied, Mm -hmm. something started to emerge that I found to be really, really Mm -hmm. powerful and helpful. So if you look at God knows that the moment you eat from that tree, you'll see what's really going on. Mm -hmm. What is the implication of that? God's holding out. Yeah. He's withholding something. There's something that he is afraid of that he doesn't want me to know and become. Hmm. Right. There's something he's keeping me from. Mm -hmm. Implication. What the serpent is saying to Eve, (laughs) this God that you think you know that you feel like you can trust can you really? Mm, yeah. Is he good? Boom. Yeah. Lie number one. Yeah. God's not good. Mm-hmm. He's not for you. He's not trustworthy. He's not reliable. Wow. Mm. It's a profound lie. Now, if he had just come out and said that, right? I think Eve would have continued with that really good, strong resistance. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So he didn't just come out and say it. He presented it in a way that it was implied and something that Eve began to question. Mm -hmm. Keep going. The next piece was you'll be just like God, (laughs) knowing everything ranging all the way from good to evil. Again, not looking at the words that are said. But peeling it back, what's implied? Yeah. We don't need God. You don't need God. And you, as you are right now, are not enough. Not enough. Right. You could be more, so much more. Mm. If you just knew what God knew. If you just knew what God (laughs) knew. And oh, by the way, you could be that if you just accept that this God you want to love and defend right now. Mm really doesn't have your best interest at heart. And it tastes good too. And it tastes good. (laughs) Right. And that's, and that's where I love, you know, I I love kind of camping on what happened next is those two lies started to weave their way into Eve's heart. Mm -hmm. God's not good. You're not good enough. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing that's really important to sit with. And these are things that we'll unpack in some of our next podcasts. It, the enemy still didn't have her. No. There was something that he was after to get her to do in response to the lies. And that's some terminology here. All right. So what I just unpacked is not in going into not what was said, but what was implied. 
language that will just get will get out there right now, right. Pete. In our circles, we call those messages. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Subject of a of a future podcast. The effect of messages, those lies, mm-hmm. is to compel us to act. And when we are compelled to act, we call that agreement. Mm-hmm. And so language that we'll come back to, right? But but for this podcast today, that is the epiphany. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is the invitation. That is what I really just wanted to get to as the next installment, the way down the rabbit hole. Because when you look at what he did with Eve and sowing those seeds in implying that God's not good and you're not good enough, mm. what we see is his playbook. Right. And this enemy who is executing this grand warfare, a deadly warfare with your heart and mine as the bullseye, mm. his schemes take different shape for each of us depending on our stories and our experiences and our wounding and all of those things at play. But at the heart of every single shadow story mm-hmm. are those two lies. Right. And so, you know, really the, the invitation is very mm-hmm. simple today. It's, it's kind of a, kind of another piece to go back to one of the previous invitations we had in the podcast, which is to begin to understand your shadow story. Mm-hmm. I think, I think the invitation on my heart today is one to to receive the epiphany. Okay, this enemy who is deadly and who is to be taken very very seriously has a surprisingly simple playbook, and so much of our growing up and learning to resist him uh, is advanced a ton mm-hmm. as we begin to recognize that this is ultimately what he weaves together mm. <laughs> to go after your heart and mine, right. right? And so if you take the step now, go back into your shadow story and bring this understanding to it, can you begin to see mm. how the shadow story you've been living out of is shaped by these two lies mm-hmm. and intertwining of these two lies? That God's not good, not trustworthy. He's not for me. He's mm-hmm. not reliable. And I'm not good enough. I think one of the things that I would say in response to what you were just talking about is, um, you know, Jesus calls Satan, the devil, his enemy, uh, the father of lies. Mm -hmm. So he doesn't use a tactic differently today than he did with Adam and Eve. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Some people would call that lazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he's the father of lies mm-hmm. and and his native tongue is mm-hmm. lies mm-hmm. and so you know back then and today the way he moves us toward disobedience mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. is through lies yeah and so you were talking about your military experience yeah. which i don't have any mm-hmm. thank you for yours mm-hmm. um you were talking about you know that you know, the review of that. And yeah. you would think you would think in, in, you know, in a real scenario, like you were describing that you would come back as a team, as a, yeah. as a unit, as a platoon, whatever it was, yeah. you would come back and you would go, well, it's the lie. Yeah. It's a lie that he uses. He yeah. uses a lie every time. Right. Right. You know, our enemy's lazy. Yeah. <laughs> He's not creative. Right. 
Right. And it wouldn't take too many of those reviews to right. figure out how to defeat them. Right. So why are we right. sitting here thousands of years later? Right. Right. With the same thing happening yeah. day in, day out with everyone. Paul says in Ephesians, pray yeah. for your brothers and sisters throughout the world because right. they're all experiencing the same thing. Right. This isn't a, this isn't a, well, I'm just the only idiot that can't figure this out. No, this right. is evasive. This is, this is universal. Right. And we still fall for it. And I, that's what I hope in the next couple of rapid fire, mm-hmm. that we can kind of get to that. Why is that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, we're smart. We we know what this yeah. is about. Yeah. There's still something that causes us to fall yep. for the lie. Yep. Now, like yep. you said, awareness, growth, transformation, mm-hmm. you know, it gets, we, we respond quicker. We, you know, that kind of thing, but mm-hmm. it's still there. It's still there. Still works. Yep. He, yep. He, he uses the same tactic. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's kind yeah. of the thought that I had as, uh, as we wrap up. Yeah. And I, and, and I love what you're saying because it, it, it puts a, a really healthy perspective on this, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That while the playbook is simple, um, our experience with it is not. <laughs> and, and you know, the, the reality of this world that we live in, the context of war, these, these things are pressed on us mm, constantly in different ways, right? And we get disoriented. Mm. And we still have parts of our, our own story that need healing and restoration mm. that help us to be more resilient to it, to right. help us to be more ready to respond to it. And look, there's, there is a growing up that's happening and there, there is the reality of those tendencies within mm-hmm. us, that sin tendency that wants the kingdom without the king. Mm-hmm. Right. And so there's growing up that happens in that regard and healing that's needed there. And there's, there's a lot of things at play, right. Mm-hmm that it's all part of the growing up and the, the apprenticeship process. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's just really important perspective, Pete. I, I love, I love your wisdom in bringing that up and that in saying that the playbook is simple, I'm, I'm not asking you to make the leap and translate that to, and therefore this way forward is simple. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it's, it's not, yeah. it's not. But the beauty of seeing the simplicity of it is we can begin to get our bearings and see, oh, I can begin to resist this, right? And, you know, coming back to what you and I had shared last time at the beginning of our podcast and sharing a story of being the the victim of a scheme, mm-hmm. right? The computer story you told and, yeah. the, you know, the man who kind of got me to buy into his story about mm-hmm. a broken down car, mm-hmm. right? What, what we peel back from that you know, it sounds obvious, but it's still good to camp on it and just name it. When you look at a scheme, there's, there's something at work that is common to every single one. And it's the schemer is invested in getting you to invest Mm -hmm. in a false reality. Right. Right. Yeah. And if he can do that, then you're vulnerable to his manipulation. Sure. Right. And so that's kind of the beauty of coming back and seeing, oh man, this enemy we're facing. Yes, he's serious. Mm-hmm. Yes, he's 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 a legitimate threat and he needs to be taken as a deadly threat. Right. Right. And his playbook is really simple. It, is. <laughs> it really is. It is. <laughs> and so that puts us in a place to begin to understand how we resist, how we push back, mm-hmm. 
that there is a way forward with this and that the perception we have of an enemy that feels invincible Mm -hmm. just isn't true. No, it's just not true. So, um, I think that's really just kind of what what I want to offer today in this one, Pete. Yeah. This growth of understanding that we we do have an enemy. He is serious, but he can be resisted. Yeah. He can be pushed Absolutely. back. Um, and those things, like I said, as we understand messages, as we understand agreements, the fallout is as we begin to see just exactly what it looks like to push mm-hmm. back, mm-hmm. where we're pushing back, yep. right? What we're recovering. Yeah. Um, you know, but for this one, it's just that simple invitation is sit with this realization and begin to examine your life, mm-hmm. begin to see how exactly those two lies have been mm-hmm. intertwined into your story that have compelled you to live out of a shadow story. Mm-hmm. And this is a podcast called the intentional dad, right? Like I said, <laughs> at the beginning, I know that when the, do we get to get to the dad, get, part? get to the dad part, right? When do we get to the, get to the mom part. Right. Okay. As I father you, so you father your children. Yeah, yeah. In awakening to this for yourself, take that step to not just look at your own shadow story. Take the step, invite your spouse into that question, mm-hmm. into that realization, mm-hmm. and invite your kids into it. So you, you can begin to take those steps, right? But this is this is kind of that principle at work, right? Yeah. Until you understand this for yourself. You, you can't share this with your kids. Right. 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 So, well, and, and think, think how many, all of us, I mean, not how many of us, all of us, right. I mean, you talk about parenting, you talk about yeah. these, these, you know, situations and the, and the things that we're called to do. And, and, and you ask, why is it so hard? Yeah. What, why, why do I feel like I'm not getting through to my kids? Why do I feel like I just get angry all the time? And right. If we don't, if we don't take it past, those questions, right? How, how do we expect hmm. to understand? And, and again, there it is: the larger story, the shadow mm-hmm. story, mm-hmm. the wounds, the messages, the agreements, mm-hmm. the curating our inputs. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that's such a mm-hmm. big part of this whole right. thing, right? Right. I mean, Jesus said, "You'll be my disciples, and the truth will set you free." Well, how do we, how do we know the truth? And unless we know the truth, we can't battle the lies. Right. And so it all, it all fits in this big container, right? Yep. Of, yep. of, you know, not just one thing, not just one message, not just one, you know, calling or duty. It's, it's all it's right. invasive. Right. And, and unless we, unless we pursue it from that perspective, from yeah. that point of view. Yeah. 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 We'll just feel like we're walking, you know, up a down escalator. <laughs> I love that image. Yes. I mean, yeah. It's like it. we're, we're going nowhere. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'm doing all this work and I'm going nowhere. Right. And, yeah. And oh, I love that. How I love that. old you are. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 I'm actually going backwards. Yeah, going right. Back. Yeah. I'm not getting anywhere. <laughs> all right. So, Pete, I think uh, I think we'll just leave it at that. Right. Mm-hmm. Fairly simple invitation for, for this particular podcast. And we'll keep going into the rabbit hole. Um but for today, uh, we'll just leave it at that. So, Pete, again, thank you for your time with this. Um, I just am really loving what what is unfolding in, in these conversations that we get to share. And uh, for those that are listening, I also want to thank you for joining us again. And I'm very grateful for anything that may be happening in your heart as Absolutely. you find your way forward in this great invitation of apprenticeship and what that means for your parenthood. 
And so uh, we'll wrap it up with that and um, just look forward to our next podcast. But until then, may God bless you and your family very richly. Thank you.